loved it. I'll send you a copy. Bam! Bitch went down. Alright, and welcome back to Horror Queers. Yay! That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. It was actually kind of interesting because when we were get when I was getting ready to come into the room to record with you, I actually went to go brush my teeth because you know, before I go out, I like to brush my teeth and make sure my breath smells okay. And then I was like, wait, am I going to be in the same room with this fucker? So then I was <laughs> like, I don't have to brush my teeth. No, I mean, I think it's a good practice. You should always brush your teeth before you're sociable. Well, I didn't. So there's that. Wow. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. So it's very exciting. We're actually not here by ourselves. Stacy, you couldn't suppress a laughter in that opening. So um, <laughs> actually, we're joined today by the one and only Stacy Ponder. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. And she's super excited to be here, too. I am super excited to be here. Do I would have been more, honestly, I would have been more excited if Trace had brushed his teeth, but whatever. I know, right? Well, maybe in the future they're going to invent these, like, when you're podcasting, like, microphones that, you know... Like, freshen your breath as you go? No, no, like, breath can travel through a dimension to the other people, so it's like you're in the same room with them. Oh. So then then, then I'll be inclined to brush my teeth. But until then, I'm good. I'm just never brushing them. <laughs> it's like a Vincent Price experience, where it's, like, podcast and smell-o-vision or something? Yes, yeah. I, was, I was literally just going to say smell-o-vision. It's like John Waters. We can get the little scratch-and-sniff cards. <laughs> wow. That'd be amazing. <laughs> so, Stacy, can you give us a, a quick intro to who you are, what you're up to? Well, I am the writer slash owner whatever slash whatever of a long-running <laughs> horror blog final girl and i am co-host of the queer horror podcast gay lords of darkness yes. a wonderful podcast <laughs> oh thanks and uh i don't know my writing's been in various places uh kotaku.com ruborg magazine kind of all over the place but right now i'm here Ooh. yes you are <laughs> yes we brought you on to talk about a very special film so trace and i were uh <laughs> a little late to the party for this year's uh women in horror month but we are clocking in at the end we're doing a fun little film well it's it's actually a very dark like, film. <laughs> Wouldn't we call it fun? <laughs> um, so we're talking about Stuart Thorndike's 2014 feature, and I put that in quotation marks because it just skirts across the line, but we're talking about Lyle. And in case you think that we missed a really important detail, Stuart Thorndike is a woman. Yes. Because I, I did not catch that the first time I put this movie on our list. It's all about those unisex names. Yes. Now, Stacy, when we asked you to come on board for this, we offered you two different films, and then we basically just said, no, we want you to come and do this one in particular. You revealed that you have some kind of connection to this film. Uh, well, not personally, just as a viewer. That, like, once... Back in the days when you felt like a web series could change the world. Remember those petty <laughs> days? 2009... No. Trace was still a baby. <laughs> oh, oh, that's precious. Um, yeah, like two, like t ten years ago, two thousand nine, when web series, like when um, Felicia Day started 
Oh, oh yeah. Stuff like that, you know, and web series were viable forms of entertainment. There were two lesbian web series out there, um, The Slope and F to Seventh, uh, both I've co-created by Ingrid Youngerman, who is in Lyle. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. And The Slope was co-created by Desiree Akavan, who's gone on to direct. She just did the miseducation of Cameron Post. Oh, yeah. That kind of thing, yeah. Okay. And Stuart Thorndike was in an episode of F to Seventh. So that's where I knew her from. And then watching Lyle, it's like almost the entire cast was also in F to Seventh. So I kind of I like this idea of a little cadre of like queer people in Brooklyn just making whatever they want to make and helping each other out. Yeah, I I actually like the idea that we have a woman on this podcast finally so <laughs> so, <laughs> so true <laughs> so we can have a female perspective because a lot of times we, we've done a couple uh films with lesbians like we did jennifer's body a while ago and uh i was like man uh i don't really understand lesbians or vaginas i mean i not that i don't understand that what are you. boobs <laughs> what are those yeah. it was really fun when we talked about dead ringers and we were really getting into gynecology and both of us were like uh we don't know what the hell we're talking about <laughs> called the feminine mystique my friends uh, yeah i mean i should probably read that book I, ever since... <laughs> does it come in picture form <laughs> it, it's a pop-up book Ooh. Yeah. well you know i took a human sexuality class in college and like the second like not semester but like the second like group of classes we had trimester to draw... <laughs> no i don't know i don't know what we call it it's been a year uh, a year it's been a while since i've been in school but we had to draw a vagina and i had to use the textbook to, f- <laughs> to, to figure out how to draw it, it i don't know that i could do it without like a mirror or someone Ooh. i mean they're, they're they're tricky tricky beasts you have the capability though i can't whip out a mirror well, and true. draw a vagina <laughs> that's true this is true <laughs> well not that we know of that's true. Also true. Very true. <laughs> so, Lyle. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I feel like I've upped my sass game now that there's a third person in the virtual room. <laughs> no, it's it's good. It gives you like a necessary pep. Yes. Yep. Makes it edgy. Ooh. Okay. Sorry. Walk us through Lyle. Run us through the fact sheet. Okay, <laughs> very little things in the in this fact sheet that I have. So, um, Lyle was quote unquote released on July twelfth, twenty fourteen. That was actually its premiere at Outfest in Los Angeles, which I've always wanted to go to. Mm. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm sorry. First, though, listeners, if for some reason you've made it this far into the episode <laughs> and you haven't seen this movie, then um, it's actually free on Amazon Prime. Super easy to watch. This uh, director, Stuart Thorndike, she's to my knowledge, never charged anyone to watch this movie. She's always had it available after its festival premiere to watch. So go watch it if you want to know what we're talking about. It's a hot 65 minutes, and I paid $7.99 Canadian to watch it. Wait, it's not free in uh, Canada, Amazon? I mean, it probably is, but I don't have Amazon Prime. So I was just like, you know what? I can. I rented it too. I don't have Prime either. Wait, where did y'all rent it from? From Amazon. Uh, iTunes? Oh my god. Y'all... 
Amazon, it's like, well, it's a 99 American dollars a year. It's not that bad. You make up for it with all the things you buy on Amazon. That's like $500 Canadian. Oh, God. <laughs> what am I, a hundred air? I don't I, have that kind of money. I don't know why I'm plugging Amazon Prime. They're not paying us right now. Um, <laughs> true. Wait for the endorsement money to kick yes. in before we do that. <laughs> so anyway, yes, it is a hot 65 minutes, 60 minutes without credits, mind you. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like it was the perfect length for budget. I don't have a number. I just know it's micro. And that is, um, oh yeah, that's all I know. It does have, well, there's no box office information since it never... <laughs> <laughs> it never played in theaters. It never played in theaters. And uh, we're looking to get out 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, only based on six reviews, because the only reviews are from festivals, which, weirdly enough, it went to festivals after it was available for free online also. Mm-hmm. So, like, it premiered a festival, it was free online, and then it went to more festivals while it was still free online. I, I don't really know. Though. I mean, this is what I'm gathering. It literally just played a festival as of the date of this recording. So, like, latish January, it played a festival in Berlin. Well, and we'll get into this, but I'm guessing she's still trying to raise money for her next film. We'll we'll get into the specifics of that, but that's the only thing I can think of. Without having her here, though, these are, again, all suppositions. So, much like the... Um, I wasn't say the last movie we discussed, but it, it wasn't this, but... Oh, no. Oh, you mean oh. Happy Death Day? No. I was actually thinking about our Patreon-exclusive episode for Glass. This movie got really good reviews, did not get a good audience score. We're looking at a 31% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. So critics average it out at 6.7 out of 10, with audience members averaging it out at 2.8 out of 5. Or, for people that don't like math, a 5.6 out of 10. Ouch. Not, not too much of a difference there, but, you know, 31% of them liked it, the other 69% did not 69 that's right yeah that's right um (laughs) and there's no metacritic score for this movie so that's um that's the facts of lyle yeah i was looking at uh some reviews on imdb and people definitely seem to have mixed opinions about it but i gathered that it's literally a case of people watching it and being like this isn't what i expected slightly negative i actually would love to know what those people expected Yeah, this is literally exactly the movie that I thought it was going to be, and it delivers. I saw someone. I mean, okay. (laughs) Oh, I get it. Oh, (laughs) I've been making pregnancy jokes the whole time. (laughs) I I, I was preparing my next statement, and so when I was doing that, I stopped listening to you. Stacy, this happens to me all the time. I'm so sorry. He just no. doesn't listen to me. I was in a headspace. But anyway, I was. it was described to me as a lesbian Rosemary's Baby, and that's literally what this movie is, but condensed into an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I actually saw some speculation that it is actually based also on Ira Levin's original book. That's possible. I've never read Ira Levin's original book, so I can't... Although I have it. I, have a, I think I have a first edition, but... Uh, I can't speak to that. Me either. Uh, honestly, I will, I'm not sure I'd die on the hill, but I would climb halfway up the hill for Ira Levin because all of the books of his that I've read have been really great. I mean, he did like Stepford, it's a he, right? It is. He did yes. like Stepford Wives and Rosemary's Son. Yes. Oh, don't read Rosemary's Son. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Look What's Happened really to Rosemary's Baby, right? Isn't that the sequel? Is uh, it? Rosemary's Baby's all grown up. Like, look who's talking to. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Might as well be. Shit. Uh. It's kind of like The Omen, isn't it? Where it's like Damien-esque. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. 
I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, but Ira Levin was like, especially for the time period, was writing some pretty feminist stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is once again where I encourage people to go and listen to the Faculty of Horrors episode on the Stufford Wives because they have a lot of great insight into it. But yeah, I gathered he was either very progressive or a very, I don't want to say a secret, but like it sounded like he was very feminist oriented. I thought you were going to tell people to go seek out a book to read. And I was like, no, they're not going to listen to us anymore. <laughs> I'm not listening to these nerds. Telling people to read books. Books Ugh. and movies don't match. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to learn anything. No. Ew, why? Reading. Why would you want to do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, directed by Stuart Thorndike, written by Stuart Thorndike, starring the lovely Gabby Hoffman, who I wish was in more things. But, uh... Listeners, you may know her from recently Girls, or when she was younger, Volcano, which is a particular favorite of mine. <laughs> Trace, no one knows her from these things. Ep- okay. <laughs> Stacy, how do you know her? Uh, she's on Transparent, yeah. There you go. <laughs> and the Traveling Pants, the Pants movie, right? She is Isn't not, she? no, she is not. She's <laughs> not traveling. in the Pants movie? <laughs> um, the Traveling Pants movies are Alex Bledel, Amber Tamblin, Blake Lively, and America Ferreira. Oh, wait, but isn't she one where she's like a young Rosie O'Donnell? That's Am I now in that the- <laughs> Yeah, no, no, you, you are not. <laughs> is this a fever dream I no, had? No, no. I don't it know. Is, it is not. You were thinking of the female Stand By Me called Now and Then. Okay. All right, same thing as the pants, right? <laughs> does she wear pants in that movie? She does wear pants. Ah, she is- Stacey's gotcha. Prove my point. <laughs> Zing. Uh, I mean, she does play a young Rosie O'Donnell, but she's but it, that's also about 15 years before the sisterhood. Uh, 10 years before the sisterhood of the traveling pants. <laughs> same difference. Anyway, you may also know her from Sleepless in Seattle, right? Would Crickets. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I fuck. wouldn't. No. Are you serious? What? Well, well, I mean, I, mean, I know what movie. it is. I've never seen it, but I know oh, what it is. Oh, my God. It's so good. I know that y'all are into <sighs> horror. And then my last one is 200 Cigarettes, which is super, super underrated. But uh, oh, I feel- I love that one. Okay, well, there you go. She's also in fucking 200 Cigarettes. <laughs> I've never heard of the movie 200 fucking Cigarettes. <laughs> I, I'm actually still kind of flabbergasted that y'all haven't seen Sleepless in Seattle. It's a classic. Oh, I've seen it. I just don't care for it. <gasps> I don't Ugh. care to see it. Fuck! <laughs> Eat <my> ass. <laughs> Trace, go to your corner. Eat, <laughs> Eat me. Um, anyway, so Gabby Hoffman and uh, and then, uh, as Stacey mentioned, Ingrid Youngerman, which I'm so happy you said that because I totally would have said Jungerman because that's what I was saying in my head. Texas. Um, <laughs> right, yeah, that's actually probably true. <laughs> Um, and Can that's I get it. a junger man up to the front, play. <laughs> I don't even talk like that. I don't understand where you're getting these things from. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I, y'all. I, I do say y'all, but I don't even have an accent. Which is very disappointing. You have no idea how disappointed I was when we first started talking. <laughs> I don't even, whatever, um, about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear it, I swear. <laughs> it's there. So, yeah, that's my that's my fact sheet. Okay. I guess the only other person I would probably highlight is that Michael Che is in this movie. So head writer of SNL, and he does Weekend Update currently. This is, I think, before he joined the show, though. And he's terrible. Yeah, he's really terrible. (laughs) Wait, is he really terrible? (laughs) 
Well, he's terrible on Weekend Update, and he's also terrible in this movie. So it felt like a safe blanket statement. Oh, when you like mentioned to me that he was in this, and I was like, I don't know who that is. You actually sounded excited, so I'm surprised that he's terrible on Weekend Update. I just find him and what's the other guy, Colin Jost? I just find them bland as hell. But maybe that's just because I'm a big Tina Fey, Amy Poehler fan. And, so. uh, yeah, that, that, that's like the heyday. That's the peak Weekend Update right there. It's also because they're both a little dead behind the eyes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, he definitely is in this movie. Yeah. But yes. I think he's supposed to be. <laughs> uh, okay. We'll we'll We'll, we'll talk call it a that. character choice. <laughs> 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 it is. It's, a, it's the wrong one. <laughs> you can see uh, Thorndike's like, okay, so just do exactly that. Just be you. Dead. Just be you. I, I don't know. What, what do you want me to do? Just that. Just that. Just do that. Okay. Got it. Yeah, just have no inflection, look dead in the eyes, and maybe try not to stare directly at the camera. <laughs> I mean, he has like two scenes in this movie, so. Yeah. yeah, but they're important when there's only five people in this movie. They did shoot this in five days. They did. Yes. So. Yeah. One day per person. One day per <laughs> <laughs> Well, all days for Gabby Hoffman, and then one day no, no, for no, each no, of no. the No, no one's ever actually in the same room at the same time. They use digital effects to, like, superimpose them into the same scene. Yeah. This was actually all shot in the miniatures of the miniature house in Hereditary. Yeah. Oh. Um, listeners, this is all sarcasm. Please don't believe us. No, this is true. <laughs> Okay, so let's walk through the plot of this movie, because we're only 17 minutes in. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem. Stacy. honestly, I need you to stop talking so much, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Our, well, our show is always 20 minutes before we get to the point, so. This is so true, which is one of the reasons why everyone should be listening to Gaylords of Darkness, because it's just <laughs> you and Anthony <laughs> laughing for about 90 minutes straight. <laughs> Actually, I I do wonder if you edited out all the laughing, how long your episodes would be. Yeah, probably that tight 20 I was hoping for. (laughs) But I will say it's really rare because, you know, a lot of podcasts I find when like hosts laugh at their own jokes. And this is me being super hypocritical because I tend to laugh at my own jokes to like ease through awkward silences. But I don't find it annoying in your show, which, you know, make of that what you will. Yeah. I think it helps that both of you have an incredibly infectious laugh. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I just want to make Anthony laugh because I love his laugh. I so. mean, it also helps that they're actually funny. You know, a lot of times people that do that aren't funny. So, Well, thank you. Yeah, it's true. Okay. And we do talk about movies sometimes, horror movies. So. <laughs> Occasionally. So, <laughs> Occasionally. So, Joe, then, what is this movie about? Okay, I'm cracking my, my knuckles. Here we go. So Lyle is the story of pregnant Leah, her record producer girlfriend June, and their toddler daughter Lyle, and they are moving, or they are considering moving into a new brownstone in Brooklyn. The landlady, Karen, is kooky and a little intrusive, but the women shake it off and decide to move in. Over time, Leah sets up the home while June works, and we see that Leah is an attentive mother, keeping track of Lyle amidst the creaky noises of their new residence. One day, while Leah Skypes with June's musician friend Threes, Michael Che, Threes, Threes, his name is Threes, it's so, anyway, um, Lyle falls out the window and dies off screen. The film flashes forward seven months, and the women are in therapy, but Leah refuses drugs as they may harm her unborn daughter. 
Increasingly, Leah becomes concerned that Lyle's death wasn't an accident. She discovers that two other children, in addition to Lyle, have died in the building, and she suspects that landlord... Or, why do I keep saying landlord? She suspects that landlady Karen was involved. Leah eventually seeks the counsel of Taylor, a model who lives upstairs, and in an uncomfortable moment, she accuses Karen of being involved in Lyle's death at a party in front of everyone. Karen later admits that she pretends to be pregnant as a therapeutic treatment, and June worries that Leah is becoming paranoid. Eventually, Leah realizes that everyone in her life is involved in a ritualistic practice that sacrifices firstborn sons for success, or in her case, two girls for one boy. As Leah goes into labor, she runs out of the building, hysterically crying for help. She is recovered by June and brought home for a home delivery water birth where she drowns June and delivers the baby. The film ends with mother and daughter on an uncertain path to the future. Did you write that yourself? I sure did. Wow. Like, that's because Wikipedia did not have bullshit on this movie. No, Wikipedia literally has nothing in this film. Oh, and by the <laughs> way, we're spoiling this movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we told people it's 60 minutes they should have just gone and watched it yeah that's true so this movie yeah what did everybody think i liked it i really liked it i mean it's you know it's low budget yeah and it's brisk but but at its core i really liked it Mm -hmm. me too i think for yeah for what it is it's, it's totally fine like it's like a it sets out what it does to do i think if you're going into it knowing it's a lesbian Rosemary's Baby, a lot of the plot might, it feels abbreviated. So when certain, there are certain expository moments, like when the landlady, who is my absolute favorite character I've ever seen, (laughs) when she's like putting the pieces together for Gabby Hoffman, and she's like, well, wouldn't it be interesting if you were like, you know, part of a cult, and then you offered up a firstborn son, but then you didn't have a son, and then you had a girl, and then you had to give two girls in exchange for the one son, and then, like, Gabby Hoffman puts it together after this woman already put it together for her. I was like, <laughs> okay, movie, I get it. <laughs> Just to clarify, it's it's not Karen who confirms that it's the two girls for one. It's uh, those random, like, two black women at the party who literally exist to just be like "Mm, two for one isn't that weird two for one (laughs) (laughs) i actually had a question about the party too because whenever she starts freaking out and accuses the landlady of um you know trying to steal her baby or or kill her baby or whatever no one at that party comforts her they all back away oh yeah they're terrified of her but okay if you were pregnant and you were freaking out wouldn't one friend come in like Hold you? Support you? Did were, did none of these people know her? <laughs> I yeah. mean, maybe not. <laughs> well, it kind of, it, it contrasts with something like Rosemary's Baby, where Rosemary is kind of coddled the whole time. Yeah, that's true. By the overbearing neighbors and all of that. Whereas in Lyle, Leah is really kind of on her own. She refuses the medication. She refuses help. And no one goes to help her. So yeah. she's kind of more... She's really by herself. And Stuart Thorndike does a really good job of emphasizing that. Like, this is Leah's film. It's not an ensemble piece. It's we are with her the whole time, which is why Gabby Hoffman had to kill it. Because if not, this film falls apart without her performance. Oh, yeah. And she's great in it. I mean, like, she's really compelling throughout the entire, you know, one hour of this movie. Yes. Yeah. One hour. <laughs> I, I feel like I have to keep emphasizing the length of this movie. Okay, it, it, this originated as it was intended to be a web series, and 
they oh. they mm. kept adding to it, or I guess they kept filming. I mean, they get made for no money. I don't even think Gabby Hoffman made got paid for this movie. But yeah, and so they extended it, but then they didn't extend it enough to make it like right. a feature length film. So that that's how we have this. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, that was m- probably my biggest criticism is that I wanted more. Mm-hmm. I wish it was beefed up. I wish it had another maybe half hour, 20 minutes tacked onto it that maybe we saw their life before. Because I think it does a good job of keeping you guessing as to what's going on or who's in on it. Yeah, I was going to ask the two of you, did you... So part of the problem with the film, I think, is actually if you know that it's supposed to be Rosemary's Baby, like you're automatically on high alert throughout this. Whereas I think if you didn't know that and you were just watching it like, is it hormones? Is it paranoia? Is it her isolation? Or is this really happening? Like, is she being gaslit by everyone in her life? So did the two of you think that that would have played differently if we hadn't known? I'll let Stacey go first. Well, I mean, this is it's one of my favorite sort of tropey subgenres is the whole like, is she crazy? Or are they devil worshippers? And it's hysterical or devil. Yeah, every time I watch one of these movies, I just one hundred percent believe the like woman protagonist. I'm like, maybe I need to figure out who the Satanists are exactly, but she's being chased by Satanists always. Yeah, it's like real life. There's always a satanic figure in your life. Exactly. I do appreciate that the kind of playing with your expectations where it's the landlady is not involved in this. I mean, at least in the beginning, you know, in the, in the last scene, they kind of convert her because they're like, we can give you a baby. And she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> do I get my own headlamp? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So yeah, so the, the, um, but okay. I haven't seen Rosemary's baby in a, about 10 years probably so <laughs> this is gonna sound really stupid i forgot that the husband <laughs> was like behind the whole thing in that movie spoilers for rosemary's baby um <laughs> but so at first i wasn't anticipating the wife to actually be a part of it but i did like that subtle nod though in the first scene when she finds out that it's she's not having a boy and she tells her and you can just see her oh, wife's her face, face just falls. falls. Yeah. Yes. And so then I was like, oh, right. The husband was in on it. She's in on it. Makes sense. <laughs> Everybody's in on it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Actually, yeah. Literally everyone, all four other characters in this movie <laughs> mm-hmm. are, are, are a part of this demon worshiping cult. Or, I mean, it, it's literally the same plot, though, because she offers up a firstborn son or two girls to become successful, which is yeah. exactly what happens in Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Right. And in this case, I think it just gets extrapolated out. You know, that's why Taylor, the model, has been successful. That's why Threes has been successful. And then presumably, Karen has not yet benefited from the advantages of murdering young children to get ahead in life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did y'all look? Lo- Sorry, I-, I was just thinking, I need to find a child that I can like. <laughs> oh. kid, where are these Satanists? That are doing this kind of thing. Hi, is there an Sign application form to join? Sign me up. I d- also did love how um I I, w- I was surprised that the model upstairs was in on it, but I did love all of the photos of her that she kept that implicated her. Yeah. Well, but also because she her hair is covering her in all the pictures, and she's like, "You don't like to show your face." She goes, "I didn't used to," and I'm like, "Bitch, you look like Sadako from Ringu. Like, what the fuck is this?" <laughs> It's yeah. very much like, ooh, we're going to take your baby in seven days. Yes. <laughs> well, that was what I thought, too, was like initially that the landlady would be in on it, but maybe it was some kind of a replacement 
baby or she mm. took Lyle and was going to do something like I even though it was supposed to be like lesbian Rosemary's baby. Not that that's not enough for me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, agree I thought you, there though. would be something, you know, I still was wondering who was in on it and what exactly their motivations were. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I thought that it was going to be revealed that Karen had actually taken Lyle and he was still alive. Yeah. Oh, I kind of would have liked that more. Because, like, like this child, I mean, I know, again, 60-minute movie, but that child is dead by, like, minute 12. Yeah. In a scene, by the way, which I thought it was the most well-executed scene in the movie, and maybe it's because I'm a real sucker for these computer screen horror movies that we're getting, like, you know, Unfriended and whatnot. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> it, it's it, in, <laughs> in searching and uh, whatever. Love but like, it. yeah. Th- that's all good. the Skype call with her and threes when when Lyle dies. Yeah. I was like, ooh, like I, I, it wasn't scary, but it, I I got chills. And when you hear her scream and it yeah. freezes, ooh, yeah. it was good. That was yeah. really good. Well, especially too because it plays out almost like a ghost movie, right? Where you see you see Lyle wander off, and then he just never returns. And I kept waiting for some kind of jump scare, and instead, it's just. Leah getting more and more frantic and then you're like wait something's happening with the computer like it's it's on the fritz and then all of a sudden you're like oh man they just killed that kid yeah yeah well and also again after knowing the end of the movie threes knows what the fuck is happening and it's mm-hmm. it's just like it kind of makes it even more fucked up yeah yeah he's just like hanging out like yep yeah, okay it's done hopefully the benefits kick in in a couple hours <laughs> No, they got to get that other second baby. Um, <laughs> I do feel like we should point out. Oh, I guess also, too, because they would have killed Lyle earlier had she gotten pregnant with a girl sooner. OK, but anyway, I think we should point out the landlady and her little quirk. OK, so Stacy, you've alluded to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The random lactation. Well, like how she's like, <laughs> <laughs> which she like dabbed herself with water on her boobs. Yeah, she must have. Yeah. yeah, so the landlady really wants a baby. Yeah. And she pretends to be pregnant so much as like when the delivery man comes to deliver, I don't know, milk or something, she <laughs> puts – do people still do that? In 2014 <laughs> in Brooklyn? I don't know. Heidi home, Miss Karen. I'm here with your milk delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, got- I think it's uh, it's like hipster milk. Like it gets delivered with a man <laughs> with like a mustache milk. on a unicycle and – I would believe that. But yeah, she walks out there with a fucking beach ball under her shirt. And she's like, and she's like a 60 year old woman. And she's like, "Eh, watch the baby. (laughs) Yeah, she is bonkers. Her. uh, So her performance. Who is this woman? Uh, Rebecca Street is the actress. And I love how fully she commits to being a kooky old broad. Yes. She reminds me of this actress named Stephanie Weir. Who used to be on Mad TV, but now she's on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, coincidentally, as a character named Karen. Um, <laughs> but y'all don't clearly know what that means, because you were not joining me. So um, I know who Stephanie Weir is. I've never watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Though. Oh, Stacey, you should watch but Crazy Stephanie Ex-Girlfriend. Stephanie Weir's terrific. Well, th- she reminded me of her. Her little her mannerisms in her face and her, I don't know, fake pregnancy boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, yeah, now that you're the- mentioning it, I had never, I hadn't made the connection, but yeah, it's visually, she looks the same and like kookiness, it's very much the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's definitely got the Ruth Gordon from Rosemary's Baby thing going on, mini cast of vet. 
And it also, the whole thing, it's like, I just love this little subgenre, like the Sentinel. And I don't know if, if you guys have ever seen the Sentinel. I'm not. I haven't. Oh, whoa. Oh, Stop shit. this show right now. Okay. You know, no, 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 no. Go fuck yourself. Because I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will go watch the Sentinel the second you go rent Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, that is a oh, bad that is, trade-off. That is an unfair trade-off. That is... That is a hard wow. pass. Gabby that's Hoffman. Like, that's like, I'll eat this ice cream when you let me punch you in the face. <laughs> like. Gabby Hoffman will listen to this one day and be like, this bitch. <laughs> Sleep us in Seattle. It's my, pro- that's my Oscar moment. So weird wow. that Trace calls himself a bitch, too, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Sentinel's great, but it's yeah. that whole, like, oh, the apartment, it's so beautiful and big. Why is it so cheap? What's mm-hmm. the secret? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's, okay, okay, my only real complaint is that there is so much of that, like, where the foreshadowing is kind of so overbearing that it's like, okay, movie, we get it. Be a little more subtle with it. I like the idea, though, that in that opening scene, it's Leah who seems more excited about the apartment. And mm-hmm. June's kind of like, I don't know. Do I want to give up both children so that we can live here? Hmm. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's interesting is that the apartment doesn't really have anything to do with it in a way yeah. because the landlord landlady isn't in on it. The model right. is, but then Threes lives somewhere else. So it's not actually like a super evil apartment building like you might think. So d- are we to believe, though, that Threes – I can't get over that name. Threes <laughs> did live there at some point, or is it just – because when she does her obligatory Google search on um, ghost ha- or death houses in Brooklyn. <laughs> Which, P.S., <laughs> I didn't check it, but I really hope that's a real website. <laughs> I love that. Um, with, you mean with the cartoon baby that's falling uh-huh. out of the window and breaking and in half? In half. <laughs> That was, I was like, that is trash. Like, that is savage. No, I I got some real, like, a copycat vibes. Whenever Sigourney Weaver gets those threatening early 90s uh, messages from the killer, that's what that reminded me of. Oh, God, I love copycat. So good. Okay, did anybody else wish that Sigourney Weaver and Holly Hunter were actually lesbians? I think that was the implication. Duh. That's like totally. Oh my god! <laughs> I wish everybody was lesbians. Like, like Anthony and I talked about this on our show. Is just like people that like characters and stuff, gay until proven otherwise. They kill off sure. Dermot Mulroney in that movie to make way for their romance. Um, spoilers for Copycat, by the way. Dermot Mulroney dies, <laughs> but. Yeah, I'm no. Glad I like, that you got the right one because I can never remember which one is which. Dylan McDermott, Dermot Mulroney. Yeah. Oh come on. Um, <laughs> it's it's really good. I was going to go somewhere. I don't remember what I was going to say. You were suggesting that Threes maybe lived in the building. Well, yeah. I mean, so, like, are we supposed to believe that he was? Like, so, Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, Stacey's right. The apartment itself isn't evil, but a lot of deaths have happened in right. that building. I mean, again, the, the model lives there. So her name is Taylor Braille. That's the mm-hmm. character's name. For some reason, I wrote that in my notes, but not any of the other characters' names. Um, I also thought it was kind of weird that Threes was having the Skype chat with Leah, because... He works with June, but I guess they're friends? I got the impression he was checking in on her. But do your husband's co-workers check in on you via Skype? No, but she's so isolated (laughs) throughout this, right? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I I just, I mean, he's a famous, like, you know, whatever he is in the movie. And I I don't know. It's not important. So I got the impression that from her Google search that there were certain hot spots that if you wanted to tap into 
whatever the ritual is, that they were the places that you would do the sacrifice mm. of the nefarious activities. Oh, that makes sense. Which is why June had found it, right? Because the revelation with the apartment, it doesn't really have anything to do with it. But we do discover that June and the model were the ones who kind of coordinated for them to get that unit. Right. Well, she true. tells Leah that some friend told her about the apartment. And yeah, there's the moment where Leah calls the friend or they're talking on the phone. And she's like, oh, you didn't tell her about the apartment? Oh, I must have misheard her. But my girlfriend's a big lying Satanist. I mean, she is. <laughs> oh, oh, and she gets what's coming to her so hard. And like, honestly, like that. I think you had an issue with it, Joe. But like, I loved the ending of this movie. Oh, no, I love the end. Like Stacy, I wanted it just a little bit. I wanted a little bit more like I wanted it to go on for a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. And have we ever seen a movie that uses a birthing pool as a weapon? I have not. I don't think so. Haha. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Equality. Any points to you. <laughs> Equality. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I did love that it was like a checkoff home birthing water pool, though. Like, oh, be careful with these straps. They can be very dangerous if you misuse them. <laughs> <laughs> the checkoff baby pool straps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, like, um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that a lot and how they utilized that baby pool, I, even though I, I was waiting for her to poop that whole time. <laughs> ah, weird kinks, but I'm not going to judge. That happens. <laughs> it happened in the J. It, it happened in the seminal J Lo rom com, the backup plan. Oh. <laughs> I swear, Trace doesn't usually try to bring in this I'll many rom. Feature that was a sleepless in Seattle for sure. <laughs> No, don't. That one's actually not very good. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, Stacy, did you not watch that list of required texts before you joined I'm in? Sorry, it's I'm all wrong. I didn't do my homework. <laughs> it's, I didn't do my homework. Oh my god, I'm going to cause us to lose so many listeners for this. Um, so yeah. Okay. So what are we? Oh, oh, oh I thought you were going to follow that up. Sorry. <laughs> no. Just dead air. Dead air. <laughs> So what do we think of June? Because I think June is the most interesting character in this movie. Yeah, June was kind of a jerk. And I mean, aside even aside from the whole Satanism thing, I felt June was a little cold and aloof. But I suppose that's explained at the end. It just like mm -hmm. that's one thing I liked is that the end kind of justified everybody's behavior throughout the film. Yeah, like they're assholes to her, but there's a reason for it. Right. But they'd clearly been together for a long time. So I just, that's why when I say I wanted the movie to be a little bit more, I would have liked a little more on the front end as well, maybe. Mm -hmm. Well, because that, that kind of is, and I know I keep going back to Rosemary's Baby, but besides the landlady not being involved, that is the twist in the movie. You know, it's not, they're not giving birth to the Antichrist. They are sacrificing children. And that's almost where something was off with me just about getting into it. I'm playing devil's advocate here, uh, no pun intended, but, um, like, <laughs> be because you would think, so, obviously, with Rosemary's Baby, it makes sense why the husband doesn't, like, let Rosemary know about it, because it's, like, oh, it's whatever, it's the Antichrist, like, we're not killing a kid here, but in this one, it's like, okay, you think when she realized that they had to kill the second kid, that she might be like, okay, look, um, so, Lyle's dead, and this one's gonna die, too, I'm just gonna tell you right now, I don't know. I you mean, do you hear yourself? <laughs> 
listen, we already lost the first one, and I was now I gotta murder the second one. So just to let you know, yeah, I mean, just like, like also, have a seat on the get couch a pizza? with this tea. Like, yeah. <laughs> was her hope to be that it was like, oh, another accident? Like she's not gonna ask any questions. She's not. Gonna I think so. It out. I think they probably wouldn't have waited so long because they were already where they needed to be and everybody was set up. So I think that they would have tried to make something look like it was an accidental death almost immediately after the baby was delivered. Yeah. Man, those Brooklyn Sids. cops. SIDS or something, like yeah. they mentioned. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, well, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Well, I'll let it pass, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have a choice. The movie's been made for four years. <laughs> I mean, if I were going to murder the unborn child that my girlfriend wife was carrying, I would probably tell her up front, but that's just me, you know? You're just trying to be for kind. Sure. I see way. your point. I see your point, you know? I just think- Communication is yes, number one no, in a relationship. It absolutely is. And you know what? <laughs> <laughs> is this movie doing a disservice to lesbians by saying, look, these lesbians can't communicate? Hmm. I actually did wonder, in all seriousness, part of me was like, okay, so there's not a ton of great queer representation in movies in general, horror sometimes a little spotty. It was a little disappointing to have this film where you're like, look at these two women, they're raising children, and it's, oh, by the way, one of them's kind of evil and she just wants to kill the kids. That doesn't bother me that much, if only because, like, so how you present that, you know, look at these two women. I never feel like the woman has them on a pedestal as, like, look at these lesbians. It's lesbians. Aren't you happy that there's lesbians in this movie? So So it's not directed by a man, that's what you're saying. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, But no, I mean, like, it's very matter-of-fact, and, like, I'm glad that we're getting into that, because, yeah, the fact that they are lesbians is never even brought. it's inconsequential yeah absolutely yeah and on the flip side of it leah is a very even though i think the script and the film are both limited leah is still pretty well-rounded she has agency she's mm-hmm. still even though she's pregnant when things start to get a little funky with june like she's still she expresses kind of a sexual interest in the model upstairs like she still yes, has sexual I'm so agency. glad you said that. I I, I, yeah. I thought I thought they were gonna fuck. I, I thought yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. I was like, am I just reading into this? And no. then I was like, I don't even think Leah's into it. I think Taylor is like, well, you're up here. I mean, what brought you up here? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Do you mind if I get my beer? Quote unquote. It was <laughs> yeah, I love that. She was it like, was I'm in for a beer. I'm like, she's she's pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You bitch. <laughs> so I think it's I th- this kind of thing. Like, I tend to have pretty. I don't get bothered by a lot of. It depends on context for me. And so the context here, it's like there's a bunch of shitty Satanists. And right. one of them happens to be a lesbian. And she's not murdering because she's a lesbian. No, she's I mean? murdering because she wants prestige and power. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I would rather have this portrayal of lesbians than. Okay, and this is a movie I haven't seen, but I, someone just told me about it on Twitter when I was trying to ask about, like, lesbians in horror movies, or queer people in horror movies, but apparently in <laughs> Wrong Turn 4, Bloody Beginnings, there is an interracial, <laughs> <laughs> there is an interracial lesbian couple, and apparently their their sole purpose in the film is just to be topless around each other. Oh, yeah. gross. Be- be- before they die. <laughs> yeah. 
or even the lesbian in um which one is it day of the no not day of the dead diary of the dead or oh god what was the one that was after that well so wait diary was land diary land diary survival survival of the survival it was either survival i think it was survival perhaps that there was like when george romero stopped giving people names and was just like (laughs) oh you're wig and you're a clown and and you're a red shirt you're baseball yeah so there was a lesbian in that named tomboy and for some reason in the for some reason in the middle of everything she just like masturbated for no reason (laughs) (laughs) actually no i'm really glad you brought that up because that's what this movie was missing this movie was missing some crucial lesbian masturbation it's true you had that birth and pool yeah like it's right there at your disposal it's My a euphemism. God. You're trace. only going to use it for murder and birthing? Mm-mm. I mean, come on. And pooping. On. <laughs> <laughs> All right, scat enthusiasts, please tweet to Trace. That, Leave Stacey okay. and I out of it. Ad- admittedly, yeah. I have never been in a birthing room of any sort, but don't women poop when they're giving birth? I believe I th- it is. I think so. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Stacey, this is why we brought you on here for your feminine I've, perspective. I've, I've only been in a birthing room once, and it was when I came out. <laughs> so I have no idea what else went on. I was my eyes were closed, probably. So. Tell us more. Tell us more about that experience, Stacey. How did you <laughs> well, I remember a bright light. Uh-huh. Yeah. I always picture birthing like the Rugrats movie because it's like a tunnel of like psychedelic lights. Mm-hmm. Are y'all too old for that? Oh yeah, wow. sorry, Stacey. I should have warned you. Trace likes to pretend that he's like super young and hip, and then he calls <laughs> me a dinosaur. <laughs> I turned thirty no. in a month. You guys, let me have it. Oh my god, <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> Turn up your hair again, dear. <laughs> wow. No. I assume that the pooping happens and that's just <laughs> one. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, I, thought, I thought we'd moved on. No. Well, I mean, now I can't think about anything else. <sighs> oh, uh, my goodness. I'm dying. Now. <laughs> I mean, it's just another item on my list of reasons why it's not for me. You're going to go Google this after we're done recording. I know you're going to do it. I mean, even the possibility of it is enough for me to say no thank you. Yeah. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Yeah, but um, so lesbian representation in Lyle is, um, it's very, I think it's fine. I think it's fine, fine, fine. Yeah. Another scene that I really liked is where they're in bed together in the morning and there is like a little bit of intimacy, but the way that it's framed, I think it's that you see Leah like roll on top of June, but then both of their heads are cut off so that any kind of suggestion that they're actually enjoying each other's company is kind of cut off because you're, you're meant to infer that it's, yeah, they're just like, they're not into each other at this point. Mm hmm. Well, the movie does a very good job of the movie. I mean, like, it's really Thorndike. It's all Thorndike all the time. Yeah. Who was dating Ingrid Youngerman at the time? Oh, no really? way. I don't know if they still are. Yeah. yeah. That's that, well, so weird. And Youngerman has gone on to do a lot of directing work, too. That's kind yeah. of her thing. I mean, she and she just acted in it. Not just. I think it was just a couple of years ago. But um, she did some movie recently called Women Who Killed that she directed and starred in that was apparently really, really, really good. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I've heard of that yeah, one. Yeah, she wrote and directed all of F to 7th. Like, I just, I like people <laughs> just being like, you know what? Let's make some shit. 
Not literally, Trace. Don't get excited. I mean, <laughs> let's go make a movie. Let's make a web series, whatever. Oh, my yeah, God. Two girls, one cup, the series. Yeah. <laughs> two girls, uh... one birthing pool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, the sequel. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make I really don't have any scat fetish. Really... <laughs> the fact that you have to say it. Yeah. Just to clarify. We think she does protest too much. I, it was the one time. Um, <laughs> he was a freshman in college. <laughs> he experimented. Oh, wow. Um, sorry, so, we were going to say something about... <laughs> we got back on the poop. Oh, representation. Right. Representation, yeah. I mean, back in the day when you had stuff like, I don't know if you've ever seen Hide, and, hide or Shriek. Or hide and go shriek, you know, it's like slasher movies where the killer was like a crazy gay person, and yeah. they had to kill people because they just couldn't, you know, they wanted everybody to be gay. Well, I mean, <laughs> is that so bad? Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what uh, would be a better place? Just yeah. saying. <laughs> but it's like they were crazy because they were gay, yeah. and they had to kill people. You know, like that kind of representation, I think, is or like they they couldn't handle their hom- their homosexuality or queerness, and so they 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 kill right. people to like yeah to like suppress it or something. Yeah, that kind of thing is a little like, wah, wah. but yeah. when it's just a lesbian who happens to engage in murder, that's fine. Well, it, and it, it's opportunism, though, and it has nothing to do with their sexuality. So, right. Ha-ha. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's purely to become successful. Right. Yeah. In a male-dominated society. How else are women supposed to get ahead? <laughs> just murder babies. Just murder babies, you know? Jeez. Oh God! <laughs> and you have to murder two girls. Like they're still undervalued. Even I, when you're, I did person. like that. Yeah, yeah I no. Mean, I sorry, I did fun. not no. like that. <laughs> so sorry. No, I actually didn't even read it as that. But I don't even know why I didn't read it like that because that makes so much sense. Yeah, absolutely. Really? The devil's like no. Okay, so we Sorry. talked to- <laughs> so much judgment <laughs> in my voice. I apologize. Continue. So we've talked about in the past how I am very literal, and it kind of takes mm. me a bit to really. That's why I don't talk all academic like because, I- <laughs> as opposed to me, <laughs> <laughs> I think the poop was real. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But I fully admit I'm not super smart, even though I went to film school. Don't you hate that? Isn't that the douchiest thing that people say? I went to film school and blah, 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 blah. Um, I feel personally attacked. No, it's it's <laughs> terrible. I hate people that say that, and I did go to film school. So, but no, I, I see things very literally on a first viewing, especially, and I always do research after I see a movie because <laughs> I need the help sometimes. But yeah, so that this is my research. I shouldn't have even said that. But I think that's natural. Part of it is that if the movie is doing a good job, you should be watching it and getting swept up in the film. And then it's after the fact that you go back and you're like, okay, so satanic ritual, everybody was in on it. Where were the signs? Oh, right, that. And as you said, like certain things ping the radar quite strongly the first time around. But then there are other little things where you're kind of like, oh, okay, so this is why that was significant or mm, that thing. That thing that just, you know, stuck in the back of my mind a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to be entertained. Sometimes you want something to think about. Ooh, I got deep there. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to horror philosophy. <laughs> so women are worth less than men. Poop mm-hmm. happens and babies die and lesbians are cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
Our work here is done. Well, okay. <laughs> so I actually did. So I mean, this is. I guess it's not really a backtrack because we haven't talked about it. Was there anything in the movie that actually like kind of creeped y'all out or scared you? I'm not a jump scare fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was there was one in the film, and I thought it was a good one. Which one? Yeah, well, it got me, and it was literally just at the end when uh, Leah's like, "Oh, now my baby," and she's running up the street, and it's kind of quiet and all that, and then that dog barked. Yes, right next to her eye. Oh yeah. Gave a little yelp. I do hate that though that the poster for the movie, which again, not that anyone's going to see it. Oh, it spoils everything. Yeah, it's the end of the movie. It's her on the street, <laughs> which I guess if you don't know, it's a spoiler going in. It doesn't really matter, but it's just kind of like I hate that when movies do that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So the problem with these movies is, I, like I said earlier, is that it's always supposed to be like, is she crazy? And I don't know. Did, was there ever a time you were watching this that you thought? No. I, I always knew there was something going on with it. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. knew. I always suspected there was something going on. Like that. And honestly, in any situation like that, if, if, if it ever is ending with, oh, they're crazy, I kind of immediately hate the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's they're either crazy or it was all a dream. Ugh, that's bad. Yeah. That's fucked yeah. up. Worst. Or there's a memory wipe of some sort. So I confess, I didn't find anything scary. The jump scare did get me for sure, though. I think it's perfectly timed because it's right at the end where you're like most on the edge of your seat. Yeah. But some of the other thing, I I liked a lot of the little creepy bits of innuendo, like the, the part where she's making up the new crib and the horse just appears and disappears inside mm-hmm. the crib. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that when she's tearing down the wallpaper and she that, discovers that the room had children's wallpaper on it before. So and that then, was that was mine. No, that was I, yours? I'm, yeah. I'm going to stop you. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't scary, but like, because the, the landlady specifically said like, oh, there's never been a child in this room before. It's never been a children's room. And she's peeling off that goddamn wallpaper. And there's like, cartoon animals on on the wallpaper behind it i was like oh bitch run <laughs> murder house <laughs> sorry so continue but yeah that was my i i like i really liked that moment with the wallpaper so she turns around and lyle is there playing with the doll or the horse sorry and then she hears something like there's there's really good use of almost like ambient noises those first couple of days where she's just repairing the house and Lyle is kind of wandering around. And it, I like the fact that it was just a little hint of, oh, is this like a little haunted house kind of deal? Like, is there something supernatural threatening it? And in turns out, no, it's actually, it's human beings are just shitheads and power hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wasn't ever like, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Like, I wasn't actually scared, but I do think it had, um, you know sort of a foreboding kind of sinister feel to it, which was all the more notable because the apartment was constantly flooded with daylight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I'm a big fan of horror movies actually that use daylight well. Like yeah. um, mm-hmm. I would say like like the Hills Have Eyes remake or I, really even the original. Or um Curtains. Yeah, curtains. Uh, I mean th- th- I just think bold choice and I love it. I just like just fucking go for it. Yeah. Do it. Although I will say that the image of her wearing her outdoor clothes and sitting in a rocking chair in the dark also mm-hmm. worked for me. I was like, yeah. ooh, Black Christmas, yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you are correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good. I mean, yeah, basically just good. saying Brooklyn's a scary place. Don't move there. Yeah. 
If you yeah. can get a brownstone that's too good to be true, it, it is. probably is. So, I, I actually... Are we okay talking about the plot, or is there something else you want to talk about the plot? I'm good. I'm good. All right. I just wanted to bring up, again, I know we touched at the very, very beginning, but... So, obviously, we talked about how the release of this movie, you know, it was done for free, blah, blah, blah. So, the reason that Thorndike put this movie for free on online is because she has, like, a trilogy of movies in mind. I mean, they're not going to be related, like, by plot, but just, like, basically female-centric horror films, Lyle being the first one. And she had a Kickstarter for her second one, which is about a haunted TED Talk. So Sounds amazing. Right? <laughs> no, it, it sounds great. The possibility. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. But, but the thing is, and this is what I'm confused. Th- so this movie went online for free in like September of 2014. Maybe it was like August of 2014. And the whole purpose for it was so people could watch the movie and say, wow, I like what she's doing. And then, you know, I'm going to go see what she does. Look her up. Oh, she has a Kickstarter for this new movie that she's done, like she's going to make. That, that was her whole goal. People will see my movie and they'll want to give me money to finance another movie. Mm-hmm. And she hit her goal. Like, the, the, I think it was like thirty dollars or $35,000. The goal was met in 2014. I can't Nothing. buy anything. I, I can't buy anything about this movie. It's supposed to be, it's called Putney. And hmm. it's about a haunted TED Talk. And that's it. I don't even know what's going on. Hmm. Well, that's disappointing because, A, this movie 100% convinced me that she's a great director and she should be making more stuff. And if that's not theatrical, then, I mean, web series are still totally a thing and I want to see more from her. Mm -hmm. But also that concept, that concept will work for sure in 2019. You could easily make that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I would love to see it. So um, if anyone knows... Please <laughs> reach out to us. And yeah, this tell us. is definitely Lyle is definitely like I want to see more from this person. Yeah, for sure. And uh, if you're listening, also, and you again have made it all the way <laughs> into this episode, and you still haven't seen it, go fucking watch it. Yeah, go and support her. Yeah, with a free watch Amazon a good Prime movie. Watch. Yeah, <laughs> jeez. Lord uh, knows we've all watched enough bad ones. <laughs> go and watch yeah, a good one. No oh, kidding. God. <laughs> uh okay well before we sort of get to the end and the sign-offs and all that kind of stuff do you folks want to play a game (laughs) oh my god is this song (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah where'd that tricycle come from i (laughs) (laughs) yes sure let's play a game Okay, so originally there were going to be two games. So if you like, we could we could do both, or I could give you the same game and you could each try it. Why don't you pick your favorite game, and then if it's good enough, we'll maybe do the second game. Okay. <laughs> High stakes. Yeah. We have a quality threshold, okay? <laughs> so demanding. Jeez. <laughs> So the first game was essentially what Stacy proposed. So it was if you had to add 20 to 30 minutes to this film to make it a proper feature, what would that content look like? Mm. Um, and I feel like, Stacy, you already began to answer this. So why don't you talk about what you would have liked to have seen before the, the movie started? Because you suggested you would have liked to see more of their relationship before. 
Yeah, because I think from the get-go, it feels like there's something off between the two of them. And I like having that slowly revealed, I guess. You know, by the time, like I said before, by the time you get to the end, you understand what's going on. But it's like they have a kid, they have another kid on the way, and they're getting the, they're going to move into this beautiful apartment. And they don't really seem to like each other that much. Never. <laughs> you know? no, they don't. They really they don't. don't. There's <laughs> they're having a baby to save the relationship. Right. Yeah. Like, is that what it is? I just would have liked to have seen them in their world and see their relationship a little bit more. Hmm. before they maybe before they made the move like you know yeah almost like what prompted the move what prompted the move yeah because it seems like they didn't move from that far away yeah yeah because it's not like june is changing jobs or anything it's not like here we are the big city you know it's not (laughs) like they were fish out of water or anything because when she was on the skype call with threes she said you're only like 15 minutes away from the train and he was friends with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, huh. That. And then, you know, I mean, just some more scares, I guess, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I kind of felt like the stuff with the model escalated just a little too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. The part with the photos was like. That, that well, I mean, again, a rain crossover. But I, I, um, I do think I could have done with more scenes between her and the model. And even. The scenes between her and three. I was gonna say I would have liked to have seen stuff with June at work, but then I was like, eh, but then it would kind of take away from the isolation that she feels, I guess, thematically. Mm. Um, yeah. And, you know, Joe, the more that I think about it, I think you're right with the ending. If it had even gone forward, like, even 30 seconds more, like, everyone rushes in the room after she just, like, you know, murdered that bitch. And let it be known, June gets, like, the fuck killed out of her, and it's amazing. Oh my god, that scene is great. Yeah. She drowns her in that baby pool. But yeah, just to see everyone come in and like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess like just a couple seconds or minutes more in that ending. But I get why it ends where it did. I mean, like. Yeah, you don't actually need any more. But part of me was like, what the fuck is she going to do now? (laughs) Would have been rad if she killed all of them. Yeah, oh, that would have been cool. Like if she they just... came in and she somehow, I don't know, flipped out and started like, <laughs> threw the baby out of the <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking that too. Choked him with the umbilical cord, like something, you know, because it is a little. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I know. I, she's like holding the baby by its feet and just kind of like swinging it around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a baseball bat. Um, yeah. Although, and the camera's you're... attached to the baby, so it's like from the baby's <laughs> point of view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned strangling with the umbilical cord, and it just reminds me of Mother of Tears when that lady gets strangled with her intestines, and it's like, you know, but let, let's bring in some more of that. I'm all for it. Yeah. Stacy's not ready to talk about Mother of Tears. <laughs> I know. I still have a little Mother of Tears PTSD. I, I, I brought it up just but, for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not far enough removed from watching it yet, but I'm okay with that. But Yeah, there was just news that apparently Argento is trying to raise funds for a new film, and I was like... Girl. Oh, keep him away. Like, remove it's all time, cameras. It's time to retire. Uh, I don't if it has more CGI praying mantises in it. Well, that could be good. That needs to be its own movie. I mean, I, I've never yeah. seen Dracula 3D, but I have seen that oh, scene. And wow. um, let me tell you, that is uh, that is some bullshit. 
Yeah. Wait, would yeah. would this hypothetical movie just be called CGI Praying Mantis? <laughs> yeah, that's all that happens. It would be that and people and turn into CGI Praying Mantis. That and women throwing babies off of the bridges. Right. Oh, oh my god, that doll. <laughs> <laughs> that doll. Man, oh, that did bring joy. That Jesus. sparked some serious joy. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. But the, but the end of Lyle, like, she's killed June, but the other Satanists aren't gonna like where's she gonna go from here like i don't really want to know but yeah also... i mean is any answer going to be narratively satisfying no yeah no. exactly so i mean it's a pipe dream. so she should have killed them all that's yeah. you know that's my only thing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i would have liked seeing michael che die you really don't like this man uh i honestly it sounds weird considering We'll put it this way. I feel like the things that I've seen him in, he's never proven to me why he's gotten the things that he's gotten. Okay. So I like I don't see the talent. And when he shows up in stuff like this, I'm just like, I mean, I imagine he was probably a friend of Thorndike's and she was like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Can you pop in for like a day? We'll shoot a couple of scenes. Don't worry about the lines. You can read them off a cue card. <laughs> <laughs> and just keep looking dead. That's great. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. honestly, it it really took me out of that climactic final scene where Leah wakes up in the tub and the sound, again, the sound in this movie is really good considering that you think about how cheap, like how cheaply yeah. it was made. Yeah, absolutely. So she's, it slowly comes up as she wakes up in this pool and then you see all their faces and they're wearing headlamps and it's like so intimidating and it just in your face and everybody else is into it. And then you just see Michael Che's like blank face. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> What's my motivation? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she does get to hit him over the head with something before that scene. That's this true. is true. Yeah. That's true. So what's your second game? That passed. That passed. Okay, good. Yay. (laughs) The second game is kind of an extension of it. So I didn't realize that the sequel was originally intended to go in a like very different direction. So part of me was thinking, and admittedly, this is just because I've had hereditary on the mind as well. But if a sequel involved the other houses that she discovers on the website, what might some of those other stories Mm. or the, the ritualistic nature of this satanic cult be like? Oh my. Uh, Does anybody ever want anything besides power or youth or money? Um, I would kind of love to see a satanic thing about youth because it always does seem to be about power, but I would love it if it was like a serious death becomes her. Oh, I can see that for sure. Or maybe even like one taking on toxic masculinity. Like it's a bunch of men wishing for something manly. (laughs) Like boobs. Bigger shoes. They want to see boobs. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Wait, so it's just a cult of Dario Argentos? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to conjure a bunch of CGI praying manti. <laughs> oh my god, it's a cult of praying CGI manti. <laughs> That's right, right? Manti? Or is it mantises? Mantis? mantis? It's like deer? I feel like it's mantises. I don't know. Oh, fuck. I'm not a Scientologist. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, Scientologist praying mantises. Oh, my God. Wishing for eternal youth. <laughs> so, yeah, we've it's got... a documentary. <laughs> we've got youth cult, and we've got men wanting manly things. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe to get rid of all the SJWs. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, a gop house. Yeah. Wait, a goop house? <laughs> it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Good. Yeah. <laughs> That's her big secret. <laughs> the pizza oven in the backyard is actually a satanic altar. Oh it's God. where they cook the babies. Exactly. Oh, my God. Gwyneth Paltrow's been eating babies all this time. It's yours for $212. I mean, she doesn't talk like a real person. Like, I don't think Gwyneth Paltrow's a real person. She doesn't live on this plane of existence. She's a Stepford no. wife, for sure. Yeah, she really is. She saw dumplings and was like, hmm, got some ideas. <laughs> crunch, 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 crunch. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I really should. Oh, well, you don't get that reference, but. No, I do. I know, wow. it's, I know it's cannibalism. Well, but do you know the crunch, crunch? No. Do you know what she's what what the dumplings are? Oh God, I don't know. Don't spoil it. Don't tell me anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's about much more than cannibalism. I really know. good movie, though. Seriously, it's really good. Yes, in case you're not sure what the hell we're talking about, it's a old Masters of Horror episode, right? Mm, no, it's three. <gasps> How it's, dare it's, you? No, it's, it's three extremes. <laughs> it's the three extremes. Sorry, but but but, but there is a full length version of the movie. Yeah. Mm. And they made it a feature. I had to watch it in film school in my Asian horror film class. Oh my god, Trace. <laughs> Nobody cares that you went to fucking film school. <laughs> Your berets flip slipping off. <laughs> uh, are you wearing like a black and white striped sweater as well? No, I'm wearing my Christmas pajamas. Um <laughs> I told you I went to go brush my teeth and then I was like, wait, I don't have to do that. So I did not get dressed either. Peek behind the curtain, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The magic of podcasting. Because aren't these Satanist things, they're always, I mean, hereditary was like power and riches, right? No one thinks outside the box. Yeah. Not really. So that, that's our challenge to put out to future screenwriters or current screenwriters is if you're making yeah. a cult or a demonic movie of some sort, go further. Go bigger. Don't go for power. It's always love, power, or youth, right? Yeah. Right. But what else is there? Oh, yeah. That's true. Snacks. I guess you could just go to the store. I give up this baby for a giant bag of pretzels. <laughs> if only I had Cheetos. <laughs> uh, ooh, that reminds me. I've got super nibs. What? Mm. Super nibs? Yeah. Is that a Canadian food? Is that not an American thing? Stacey, do you have super nibs? I don't know what's... Well, now that you ask. Yes, I do. Okay, well, you know... You guys know what (laughs) nibs are, right? (laughs) No, I don't know what like little. They're like little pieces of licorice. What? Ew. (laughs) Not ew. They're great. (laughs) It's like Twizzlers, only there's no, like, ridges. (laughs) I was gonna say, there's no, like, ribbing for for your pleasure. (laughs) For your pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've never heard of that. I don't think that's a thing. And the the name indicates to me that they're small. Yeah. Yes, and then a super nib is little nibs all put together in a line. So it's it's basically just like another piece of licorice, but it's so much more tasty. I don't think this is a thing that exists. I think you're making this up. <sighs> <laughs> Canadian listeners send trace pictures of super nibs. <laughs> is there like a young and old Rosie O'Donnell involved in this super nib of yours? <laughs> Oh, God. I feel like we should just get promotional pictures made where it's like, me as a grizzled old man with a cane or a walker, and then Trace is like a young flapper. And... Fuck. Ooh. Oh, but I do love their outfits. 
I don't know. Have you got the gams for it? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, so final verdict on Lyle. I give it two birthing pools up. <laughs> <laughs> I give it three wallpapers out of five. Wow. Okay. But, wow. That, that's like a totally like moderate, like, it's a slight positive score. Okay. I guess Stacy and I just liked it a lot more than you, so. Well, oh, so that was too low is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, three out of five for me. Like, I mean, I liked it. I'll never watch it again, but I liked it. Fair. <laughs> I mean, who's got time to rewatch? Tough but fair. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a full hour, Joe. Ugh. <laughs> That's time you'll never get back from watching, like, Legends of Tomorrow. Sleepless or Sleepless in Seattle. In Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to watch that right now just to fucking piss you guys off. Spoiler alert. They meet on the Eiffel Tower. Put on your traveling pants. (laughs) Traveling pants. Rosie O'Donnell's traveling pants. In Seattle. Oh, gosh. The spinoff you never knew you needed. Uh, Joe, what's your score? Uh, I gave it three out of five. But for the purposes of this movie, I will give it two out of two horses. Wait, you just gave me shit. <laughs> you just gave me shit for giving it a three out of five, and you gave it a three out of five. No, three point. Did I say three? I meant to say three point five. You what? Yeah, you yeah, said three out of you five. Definitely <laughs> said- <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to believe anymore. Fake news, Cheetos. Yeah. I was literally about to like reach through this pop filter and strangle you. No, stay away from me. You've got bad breath. <laughs> yeah, I do actually. <laughs> I ate an onion before we got on here. Oh, God. <laughs> I thought oh. I smelled something. <laughs> Sorry. In case you didn't know, I like to slice raw <laughs> onions and dip them in salad dressing and eat them as a snack. <laughs> oh, oh, God. So Trace's cult is like the weird uncooked vegetable cult. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> They're so crunchy. Uh... Their nature is super nibs. They are. I guess, right? Ew. <laughs> 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 I hate you both. <laughs> uh, God. Okay, so <laughs> Stacy, where can people get a hold of you? People can find me at uh, finalgirl.rocks or gaylordsofdarkness.com or Instagram slash finalgirlgrrl. Are you on Twitter? Nope. Oh. <laughs> Why do you refuse? Come to the I Twitter. Don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's not really much different than Instagram. You just don't post pictures. Uh, I like it. Hmm. <laughs> I would up, say Joe. it's a lot. Shut up, Shut up Joe. <laughs> it's a lot darker it's a little yeah it's a bit too like lord of the flies for me over there you know i understand trace uh you can find me at traced thurman that's trace d as in dog thurman on both twitter and instagram nice and i am at beast on my remote and that's the letter b and if you want to get a hold of the show, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like we've never done this before. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the show, you can email us at horrorqueers at gmail.com. Or you can also tweet us using the hashtag horrorqueers if you have a brief thing to say. But if it's not brief, use the Gmail. And also, please make sure you go to iTunes and leave us a rating. It takes two seconds. Or if you want to be really nice, take 30 seconds of your time and leave a review with a rating. Mm-hmm. And while you're there, Make sure that you subscribe to Gaylords of Darkness because it's hysterical <gasps> and yes, fantastic. Oh, thanks. And Trace, where do you know where we're going next, or do you need me to say it? Wait! We have what? a Patreon. 
Right. Okay. Uh, sorry. So we just discovered and now the this. cattle call for money. But before we tell you what we're doing next week, yeah, we have to like keep people like whatever. So uh, if you go to Patreon and you search for horror queers, you will not find us because apparently, if it is a NSFW, not safe for work Patreon, it will not show up in Patreon search results. Too much you guys. poo. Yeah, it had too much scat. So <laughs> it's patreon.com slash horrorqueers, or you can go to Google and Google horrorqueers Patreon and it'll pull us up. But uh, you'll get our episodes for Patreon subscribers only for $5 a month. Uh, you'll get our episodes on Escape Room and Glass. And by the time this episode drops, you will also have Velvet Buzzsaw mm-hmm. and Happy Death Day. Blah, 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 yep. Happy Death Day to you. <laughs> Correct. And so much fun. Where are we going next week? We are going to watch Always Shine. It's a really good movie, but I know you haven't heard of it. But um, it's a really good movie. It's kind of like a single white female-esque type movie. Uh, again, we're continuing our Women in, Women in Horror Month. It's directed by a woman whose name I cannot recall at this point in time. Got it. It's Sophia Tackle. Sophia Tackle. And starring the lovely Caitlin Fitzgerald, who you may know from Masters of Sex or the third season of Unreal. And Mackenzie Davis, I think is her name. Who's about to explode. She's going to be in the new Terminator film. She was in Halt and Catch Fire. She's amazing. She was also in last year's Amazing Tully with Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. As well as uh, the Black, Black Mirror, Mirror episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. San Junipero. Mm-hmm. The best Black Mirror episode. And um, I have seen this movie before. I know Joe is not, but take from my word for it that it is actually a very, very good movie. So seek it out and watch it before next week. Mm-hmm. Always shine. Yeah. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for agreeing yeah. to be our first ever third. <laughs> That's amazing. And the last. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. That's not true. This was like the best threesome I've ever had. <laughs> you, you did it took you an hour and 20 minutes to make that joke um yes. <laughs> no we'll get anthony on here one day too though and we'll see how that goes mm. that'll be good more laughter good i imagine that'll... <laughs> that'll be a good one yeah anytime i'll come back to the birthing pool you just gotta invite me <laughs> bring your own poop <laughs> i always do God. <laughs> All right. Well, cross out Lyle. Cross out horror queers. 